Talking Parables, and we are back for an episode four. This is Beastful, and my co-host, which you already know who she is, but let's go on to get it. This is... <coughs> Jay Rebel. Yes, Jay Rebel. I hope you like the new intro. Shout out to Q Butter Productions for doing an amazing job of producing it. Inspire. Yes. We love when we get blessed with a blessing. Uh-huh. So we are in episode four, which we're super excited about because this is a moment where we talked about last episode. Um GPS mode, which is listen, pay attention, and follow the direct and God's and follow God's direction for your life. And in the midst of having to follow God's direction, you have to make sure that we talked about it last time. Also, is that don't get don't get caught up on the attractions, which are the the attractions, which are the distractions. Know the difference between a restaurant stop and a destiny stop, which is definitely got to know the difference. If you don't know the difference, go back to the last episode, and we promise you, you do not want to miss last episode, because this episode, after last episode, we're here, and so this episode is about preparation. Preparation for the destiny moments. These are Mm -hmm. moments that if you know what's going on in the world right now, and if you don't, <laughs> we have been in a quarantine for a long time. But in that moment, in those moments of being in a quarantine, we know that a lot. Some of us have gotten downloads from God, and just knowing that we basically got a full reset of what life looks like. So this is the preparation mode. You got a listen pay attention and follow the direction you got a direction from god but it takes a preparation before you move on it so are you ready jay rebel for yes of course you know i had to bring the definition yes so what is preparation well the google Google. uh, says preparation (laughs) the action or process of making or getting something ready So preparation always has a purpose. It always has a purpose. You never prepare for anything that is like empty, you know, preparation. There's always a reason for it. The outcome is, you might not know the outcome, but just know that it's something great or it's something big because otherwise you wouldn't have to prepare for it. (laughs) (laughs) And if the preparation process is a long process, please understand that means that is a major thing that is going to come be birthed for after your preparation process. So the thing about the preparation process, and most people don't know, that there are three elements in it. And not many people know it unless you've done your research, unless you understand the part, what's happening. So the first part of Your preparation process is your soul value, your heart value, and your grace value. Because if you understand that the soul value, it ends up being determined and it's the, it's the, the soul value. First of all, I'm not going to try it. I ain't going to try to be deep. Your soul came with you when you were born. That was, it was already prepared. It was already in you. It was a destiny that was inside of you that the Lord 
that one above that guy actually said, I'm a hide something inside of this person. And he is like a package. Think of the soul as the package. It's the meat to the sandwich. It's the meat to the sandwich. <laughs> and if you're vegetarian, it's like tofu. peanut butter to your jelly sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> or tofu. Or tofu. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so like the meat in the soul is the meat part of things. And then the heart is the thing that's on the outside of the soul. The heart value is so important. Oh my gosh. But the reality is, is that through your life journey, because, you know, walking parables is all about a journey. So through your journey of life, your heart is where things get deposited. <laughs> and out of your heart comes a lot. And usually it's so and usually you can tell what's in somebody's heart of what comes out of their mouth. So we're gonna take a, a pause on heart. We're gonna go back to soul, but we're gonna take a pause on heart and we're gonna talk about heart posture. How do you posture your heart to get ready for the prepper to be prepared for the destiny? Jay Rebel, how do you posture your heart? Well, when you you define like heart posture, I think of kind of taking care of what goes in and out of it, right? So you have to make sure that if something is deposited, something else has to come out. Yeah. So the way I think about it is, you know, I can't, you know how I am, I can't remember stuff. So oh. in some, somewhere... It says, search me, oh God. And when they say search me, it's like typing it up in Google. God, uh, what do I need to get rid of so that I can have something deposited in me, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's something you have to find first <laughs> is what do I need to get rid of? And um, for me, one thing was the feeling of inadequacy for sure that's something that always has hit me but it has always hindered me too like in relationships like um you would see people doing great like even your friends you would see them doing great and you're like oh yay this is awesome and then i would look and i'll be like i don't even deserve to be in this group of people like, I was like, I am very inadequate. I have no resume that would compare to, you know, the great things that they're doing. And I'm like, I don't even understand. So when you have that feeling of inadequacy, it's like automatically taking away all the good stuff that's in you. You're comparing yourself to other people, like we talked about a few episodes before, and you're resenting yourself, to be honest. You're just like, I know for me, I was just like, I just don't even... Feel like I should be here like it doesn't matter my life doesn't matter which is a lie it's a lie it's a lie from the pit from the pit okay <laughs> from the pit FYIBT dubs don't ever tell yourself that you're inadequate people because you are beautifully and wonderfully made friends in life okay and that's one of the things I had to work on with God I was just like he had to kind of be like, look, I made you. 
if you did not have a purpose, then you would not be here. <laughs> so there, when people go to heaven or just, you know, die in general, that means their job was done. If your job was done, you would not be walking on this earth. You would not have the breath of God in you. So you have to stop telling yourself that you're not worth it. You're that, you know, your life isn't worth living. You have to stop doing that. You have to stop doing that. I definitely when in you talking about that, it goes to a story that we, you know, a lot of us do know. Uh, and if we don't know it, we're going to have a moment of story time. We're going to have a couple of moments of story times in this moment. So there is a, a wonderful character in the Bible. His name is David. And we love David. David is like my best friend, but I certain things I just don't want to do that he did. But he my best friend, though, because he had a heart of God. And, but please understand me. He, jet, he was jacked up. Like, bruh man had a lot of issues. Let's talk about it. But in the beginning of his story, he ends up being anointed a king, the new king. So the story is, is that there was a king. His name was Saul. Saul disobeyed God. And God was like, nah, I can't use this brother man no more. So in your preparation process, it goes back to, like, the direction that you got. If the, God gave you a specific direction about your life, period. That and heart posture is how does this plant pertain in the heart posture? Keep listening because I help you out. So <laughs> <laughs> obedience is one of those things that you have to do. Like you cannot not do it. Like be obedient. Just like just be obedient. Saul in the in the Old Testament was an amazing, uh, a good example that he did everything, but he messed up on a couple. He messed up on the element that God was like Pacific one, and he told. Samuel, which was a prophet, he told him not to do it, and Saul did it anyway. And God was like, "I can't use him no more. You, you don't know how to obey. You don't know how to. You don't know how to do this." David was in the field. God was grooming him the whole time, like he was in the field taking care of sheep, killing doggone uh, lions, tigers, and bears out there. Like he was. Oh my! <laughs> he, he was. He was out there like killing things and learning, but he was being groomed for a season in his life that he didn't even know he was being groomed for. So in the preparation process, there is a period of grooming that happens in a field. David's field was him taking care of sheep, but he learned how to protect sheep. He learned how to have a heart, a postured heart. And you, I say he was bored, so he just found a way to sing to Jesus. And he said, I can sing to Jesus. I'm only out here by myself, so I'm going to sing to Jesus. And he learned how to worship in the field. <laughs> that's, that's my mental thing, I think. He's, so he sang beautiful songs to Jesus. He said, you know, just said how amazing and how, how humble he is. And so Samuel went to his father's name with Jesse. He went to Jesse's house. Jesse had uh, seven other sons that he liked. Understand, David was in the field. His sons he liked. Samuel came and said, I want to make an offering. Cool. Just, you know, because when you know, back in the day, when, if you don't know when prophets came to your house, that wasn't a good thing. But Samuel said, this is a good thing. I want to lead you into having an offering. You know, left the thing of an offering to God. He ends up saying, well, where are your sons? He asked Jesse where his sons were. The first son was Eliab. And when Samuel looked on him, he said, surely this is the king right here. He looks 
And in his mind, he said it. He looks great. And God said, no, that is not it. I know who he, I know who, who the person is. And that is man looketh on the outside, but I'm looking at the heart. Heart posture is what God looks at. He looks at the heart posture. Does not mean you're going to be perfect, but is your no. heart. It, come on now. It don't mean you're going to be perfect now. Let's talk about it. But is your heart in the right place? Are you trying to always come back? Are you trying to come back to God? Are you on the path to get it correct? That's what he's looking at. Mm-hmm. Jay Rebel, what you got? And I, and I want to add to that because uh, I guess um, growing up in church, People made it seem like the goal was not to sin. Like, I'm going to get to heaven if I sin the least amount possible. But if you are putting the um, idea that I cannot sin, if you're putting that above God, you're still sinning. So, <laughs> Ooh, wait a minute. I, you're still I, sinning. So I, I need y'all to realize that God is not expecting for you to be perfect. That's not the case. Like, we are going to mess up. If you don't think you're going to mess up, you are sadly mistaken. I'm sorry. Because we're human. We're not him. But what he is looking for is what's in your heart. He's looking for how are you helping other people. He's looking if you're encouraging your friends, encouraging people you don't know. He's looking for things like that. He's not looking for you to be perfect. And if he convicts you of something, that's that's another thing. But the goal should not be to not sin because that's just not possible. The goal is for your heart to be in the right place. And I'm going to piggyback on that because the goal is to not to sin. But the thing about it is that if you are really pursuing a walk with him, if you're like, yo, I'm not perfect, I'm human, I'm going to mess up. You're going to get to a place where you don't want to mess up the same way anymore. You're going to be like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I don't want to. And it's, and that's when your heart, your heart is changing even more for, you know, like, you know, sometimes you don't, you might, if you're a person, you a clubber, you love turning up with the best of them. Then it's turning up. I have, there's nothing wrong with, but it comes to a place where you'll be like, man, I really don't want to do this anymore. And it's not because you don't, you know, it's because it's not fun. It's just like, it's like, this is not what the idea of fun is anymore. I have a different taste in my mouth. I have a different thing that I want to do. And it's because he's working on your heart. You start seeing things differently. You start saying, oh, and get some pelicans, though. Shout out to pelicans if you don't know what it is. It's delicious, y'all. It's delicious. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so heart posture is one of those things. It's a humbling process. If you want to think of what the heart posture is, it's a humbling process. David was humbled in the field. He came in front of Samuel. Sammy and God was like, that's my boy right there. You can anoint him. He he's it. Because I saw his heart. I've done he's done the work. He's not perfect, but I know what his heart looks like. So that's a, that is a part of chapter. If you want to know what part that of the Bible that is, that is first Samuel chapter 16, verses 1 through 14. That is that story. May is the whole thing is an amazing story. But that's a part of when it comes to the heart posture. That is a part. That's the part. So we talked about heart posture. We talked about um, the soul. Who? The soul factor, the soul value is what you come into the world with. In the preparation process, 
I'm going to be honest. It starts off with the soul and it ends with the soul value. Why? Because your goal is to return back to the truth of who you really were, which is who you are in your soul. That's not what society tells you. Okay, come, come, Jay. Go on, tap on it. Tap on it. Tap on it. Tap on it. Oh, it's so interesting when we think about, when I think about society, even in, you know, this coronavirus season. Coronavirus! <laughs> coronavirus! Sorry. Sorry. It's getting real. <laughs> um, when I think about it, before, even before this, what were we trained to do? We were trained to work and get money and be successful. Like, that is a real goal in life. Like that was the end all be all. And it's not, <laughs> it's really not. And I feel like this slowdown, I know it's a little frustrating and I know there's unfortunate things happening, but I feel like it's also giving us a time to realize what our lives are really about. It's not about getting money. Like, no, it's about being able to help people. It's about, enjoying your life actually like how many of us truly enjoy being busy to the point that you are so tired that you don't want to do anything else i know that's that's just not me and i've realized that now and i in this time i've kind of gotten time to be quiet to sit down in god's presence not like oh you know i'm just gonna visit him when i have time it's like i actually want to you know be there. I lost my train of thought now. Sorry. It's okay. I mean, it's okay. Y'all, she was fixing her her, her I was fixing my laptop. I and we were in the middle of recording friends. This is y'all, we have to show y'all the behind the scenes because at this point, if you can see it, it's hilarious what happens in between <laughs> us talking. However, you are so right. Like the being still, like I oh. When I say it was, I, I'm sorry, it is, my, it is my favorite quote for the rest of my life. Being productive is being still. That moment, not because, you know, has my name in it, but it's because I was like, wait a minute. It's, it's a lot that goes into being still. And then in the stillness is where you find what you should, what you should be productive on. Not that you just doing it because you see other people do it. It's like, what has, again, what, what has, what, what was I purposed to do? What is my purpose? Not because I looked at the right and the left and everybody else was doing that thing. And I wanted to imitate it. It's enough imitators there. Oh my God. This, uh, why they, it's why they made a, a, her, a shout out. She had an album that she just dropped. Oh my God. She has a lyric in it. It says it's enough clones out here. Just be your authentic self. That moment, I was like, yo, that is one of the, it, friend, can we blow that up and put that on a billboard? There's enough people out here that are doing what everybody else is doing. There's something that was placed inside of you. And the preparation process is for you to find out what was placed inside of you. Because when, you when you get the direction from God, it's going to be something that's tailor-made for you. And no one else, probably, if you told somebody else, they're not going to understand it because it's not for them to understand. Now, they might be a part of the, they might be a part of the vision, but the vision came to you first. So it, you know, 
they just have a piece of it too. So yeah, friends in life, friends, their message, message, <laughs> message, people, message. There are enough clones out here. Just be your authentic self, please. <laughs> in this preparation process, find out authentically who you are. Goes back to identity. Shout out to episode one. Um, <laughs> but then, but you will not find out who you are authentically if your heart posture is not postured to get it. So the stillness that you need postures yourself to say, I'm humble enough to listen for the next piece of the puzzle in preparation. And in the preparation. That's crazy because. What? I had a note on that. <laughs> now, I didn't know. Hey, um, <laughs> I had on that. So the second, I think we're on second ish part of like heart posture. Yeah, 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 yeah. It says your heart has to be open to new directions. Come on now, come on now. To instruction, it does. So once you kind of start figuring out, you know, your relationship with God, he gonna ask you to do some stuff that sounds absolutely nuts to other <laughs> it's gonna sound crazy to other people and half of it some of it might actually be a test it's like huh i just want to see if you were gonna do it so i can trust you with more so that we can we can move forward that's part of the preparation you have to already know we tell you now it's gonna be some stuff that you don't want to do but you have to be obedient kind of like uh be still said in the beginning. You have to be obedient and just do it anyway. And it's gonna sound crazy and it's gonna look crazy, but I promise you it's not crazy. It's, it's not, not crazy. It's not, it's like preparation is like tilling ground. If you never like garden, I'm gonna give you a quick garden moment. Preparation is tilling the ground. Tilling of all the stuff that you thought you were supposed to do. You thought, you thought wrong, okay? You thought, you thought, <laughs> you thought, okay? It's tilling all of that stuff up so the new seeds can be planted. Now, there's some things that can stay. There's some people, some things that got to go. So the new seeds will get deposited into the earth, and then it will be packed down, right? And so as a part of the preparation phase, and I feel like we, we need to sometimes give you, we're going to give you the three points in the beginning, okay? And then we're going to give you three points at the end. So the three points in the beginning, if you're thinking about the preparation phase, is one, get quiet. Get quiet, get still, and, and literally listen for how you're, what, who you are. So who you are in the new part of your, in the new part of where your life is. That's, get quiet. Part two, <laughs> point two, <laughs> be obedient. Be obedient, just that. No, don't add nothing else, don't take it away. Be obedient. And then, Three, understand that you have to get, give room for the change. Give room for the change. Again, be quiet, <laughs> be obedient, give room for the change. That's the first part of preparation. Go for it, J-Rebel. And I just want to remind you guys that preparation is not meant to be comfortable. It's basically introducing you 
to all this new stuff at one time. And you either, you have to make a choice. You either are going to move or you're going to stay. <laughs> and you're just gonna, you can either be uncomfortable and go where God wants to lead you, or you can be stuck. <laughs> And you know, you can be stuck in your, in your nice, comfortable place, but you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to go anywhere. So and, it's and, hard to be hard. And in, in that, what you said, it was another quote that um, I heard. And it was said, if you, if you do it, you got to keep it up. If God do it, you ain't got to worry about keeping it up because you're going to go through the process, go through the process and the preparation every single time. Ooh. If you do it, you got to keep it up. If God do it, mm -hmm. he's obligated to keep it up. So that's right. Okay, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the what the quote was. If you could do it in your own power, it's not a God dream. Or it's exactly. not a God move. Mm -hmm. But if God, if you need God to do it, that's going to be a thousand times worth the while. It's going to be a thousand times worth the uncomfortability, the moments of uncomfortability. It's going to be so worth it. But if you could do it in your own power, it's really not worth it. Okay. All right. Let's, let's talk about it. I'm just saying. So that was just saying, talk about it, friend. Because really, if it's God's vision, you can't do it. In, you He's going to give you a vision that you're not going to. Okay. 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 FYI, warning up front. When you have a God vision, you're not going to have the finances for it. That's why what the world teaches us about securing the bag, you're not going to be able to secure the bag enough because the vision is going to be so vast. And in that, because you're not, the finances are not going to be, because you're going to look like, what, what, excuse me, do you not see my account? In that, a God vision has people that are brought to it that will help you in that process again preparation but if you don't get quiet if you ain't obedient and what was the third part of that uh oh yes and make room for the change if you don't do those three that means your god vision you're gonna be like oh i got a vision and but you're not gonna understand that when he starts to shift things and people and shift things means some people are going to get shifted out of your life during the preparation period and be okay with it. Don't, in the preparation period, be okay. Pray for them and keep them moving, okay? Okay, babies? All right, here we go. Um, then there's another part of this, um, part of this, which is the grace value. <sighs> and it's favor versus grace. The difference. Favor versus grace. There's, they're different, y'all. They're, they're drastically different. So, favor is I went for a job. I put an application in. I went for a job. And I don't have the qualifications, but I got it. Favor. That's favor. I went for the car. My credit is jacked up. I know I can't really afford this. And I walk off the lot with a brand new car. Favor. <laughs> I don't have the mortgage for my house. <laughs> I 
I wake up, I know I don't have a mortgage. The mortgage is due on Friday. Lord, I am in my prayer closet. And Lord, I, I need it. You toss it up to him and say, you got to do it. Because according, and then on Friday, on Thursday, a check comes. And it's the amount of the mortgage. Favor. Those are different examples of favor and what favor is. Favor is not fair. But it show is fabulous. F-Y-I-B-T does. <laughs> So God's favor is his kindness, like it's his action, is what he does. And his grace is what we get as a result of what he's, what he's doing. There we go. Jesus died on the cross. He, that was called grace. Because now, <laughs> things, we, things that we should have been like, ah, taken out for him, he's like, no, give him one more chance. <laughs> so, I mean... Grace and favor, we sometimes we try to use them simultaneously. Grace and favor, no, 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 no. Grace and favor are two different moments in life. And, under, and like Jay Rebel said, favor is what God does for you. Grace is what he covers you with. Oh! That was good. That was good. <laughs> I know. Come on now. Let's go, Jesus. You did that. <laughs> He's so great. Hey. Um, but yeah, that's I mean, uh in in okay, so <laughs> in the moment of your preparation, that's where when they say give the wiggle room for things to change, grace starts to starts to work on that moment. Because even the yes, you need to be obedient, but sometimes you decide to do even in the preparation part you end up doing something that you want to do. There's grace that covers you. And then something has to shift and something has to redirect. And that's in the redirect is where grace comes. In the redirect. <laughs> grace comes in the redirect. <laughs> so, um, so we talked about heart posture. We talked about soul value. And we talked about grace value. And guys, this is the other part. So I told you, we got to have this another part of the story time. So the other part of the story time and our character is David. <sighs> so David ends up, no, so like we said, in the field, he was, pre he was prepared in using the different skills he would have to use in different seasons in his life. So this moment, he knew how to play the harp very well. Saul went crazy. He had depression, really bad. And they needed something that was going to soothe him. Someone said, hey, I know this young guy. He plays the harp in the field, and he can help. So in the field, he learned how to play the harp. He went to Saul's palace. He ended up playing the harp for him, and Saul said, I like him, a.k.a. favor. He was in the palace before he ended up in the palace for real. So he was in the palace because he could play the harp very well, and he was able to soothe um solves them his mind his mental state and everybody knows when you going through something man play good play some good music man it always helps have a dance party man like just if you feel yourself about to be like man i'm about to I, this is i can't today was a horrible day i'm sorry get you a glass of wine put on some good music and call it a day and sit there and bop do a bop or two Mentally, it would get you bop in a bop, get a bop into it, and then we put you back in the mindset 
of being in a good in a good place and say and of course after you do that say a prayer you say the say a prayer to put you to sleep that's i'm just saying that that works over here the wine part i really don't do but the put a good song with some good music on it and say a prayer and i ended up and ended up going to sleep that's what it, that's what works over here um so like that's a part of the story like how he ended up in the palace is because he could play the harp well his preparation phase happened in the field that is again preparation you are constantly being prepared for the next level but the thing is is can you handle the moment that you're in can you prepare can you prepare to handle the moment that you're in because I know everybody wants to be on a stage. It is, oh my God, everybody wants to be on a stage, but nobody wants to get the preparation time. Mm. Mm. And from two creatives, we can tell you, preparation time ain't no joke. It takes hours <laughs> of preparation. <laughs> so do not think that they happened overnight. <laughs> it doesn't. So I'll tell you because I'm a violinist and a pianist and <laughs> we're playing classical music, boy, boy, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that thing right there. And there are just some pieces that I'm just like, what the heck and how did these people play this and write this down? But once you get through the hard parts of a piece, I remember it was one semester that it was like, so many pieces like for orchestra for chamber all of this and they were all freaking hard like they were all hard <laughs> I, I came out one day of orchestra and i was just like i don't want to be an orchestra right now i don't want to do it anymore because <laughs> it was hard i wanted to quit i just wanted to sit home and i, I wanted to chill but after that like that was one of the best semesters because i learned so much and i was able to like do so many more things on my instrument so preparation is not easy it's never going to be easy if someone says it's easy they're lying to you i'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. it's not easy, but it is worth it at the end and i'll tell you why it's worth it with one of my favorite scriptures ever is Eight. amos 9 amos 9 um 13 to through 15 i think and it says yes indeed it won't be long now god's decree things are going to happen so fast that your head will swim one thing fast on the heels of another you won't be able to keep up everything will be happening at once and everywhere you look blessings blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills i'll make everything right again for my people israel They'll build your ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. They'll work your, their gardens and eat fresh vegetables. And I'll plant them, plant them on their own land. They'll never again be uprooted from the land I was given them. God, your God says so. So that happened. If that could happen in Israel how many years ago? And he said, all this stuff will happen. Why can't it happen for you? Okay. What? Say it again. Why can't it what? Why can't it happen for you? Period. I think about that stuff. I'm like, if it happened for Abraham all those years ago, why can't it happen for me? It's the same, same God, right? If um, 
Who else is it? <laughs> There's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Like it's a it, y'all. It's a whole book, man. Y'all. Even it, for David, since we're talking about David, if it, it could happen for David, it could happen for me. And okay, so now that you you already said that, so okay, we're gonna go on and go to the next part of, of, of this. So I told you, there's three parts to this story, y'all. There's three three parts to the story today. There is going now. We're going into chapter 17. Now David is a thug. Okay, we need to understand. David is a thug. Reason being is because there ends up being a a, a war against this team called the Philistines. And the Philistines send out their best warrior. His name was Goliath. We know, we've heard it, David and Goliath, right? But sometimes we miss a lot of details in that story, okay? So he ends up, uh, Goliath out there talking is mad smack about the Lord that we serve, the God that we serve, and the God that the Israelite army serves. And then who's going to come out there and fight him? And ain't nobody was going to come fight him because that man was 10 feet tall. He was tall, friend. Ain't nobody was coming out there. Like, no. <laughs> However, I'm, I'm not. I'm, so David goes and brings his brother some sandwiches. He brings them, them some lunch. And while Goliath is saying what he's saying, he's looking at everybody else being scared and was like, I'm confused. We all serve the same God, what Jay Rebel just said, man. We all serve the same God. And if if he did it before, he's gonna do it again. You got the nerve. He called him uncircumcised Philistine. But anybody that don't know what that thing is, it is the hardest, it's one of the hardest lines in the Bible, for it to be honest. Because he cussed the Joker out. He was like, this uncircumcised. Philistine got the nerve to talk about God. Oh, hey, now, what? What what I got to do? Like, let me get something. David goes and talks to Saul. Saul says, God be with you. Because he said, well, you and he, and how he knows that he can kill Goliath is because he pulls on the preparation that happened in the field. He killed the lion. He killed the bear. He brought me through everything else I had to be through so I could kill this Goliath. And I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him with a slingshot, what I've used in the field. Even though somebody tried to give me, they tried to give me somebody else's armor. That's a whole nother talk for next episode. Whole nother talk. Don't take somebody else's armor, y'all. Don't talk. Don't take somebody else's armor. <laughs> he, took the <laughs> he took the slingshot, knocked Goliath out. And friend, the story goes, he took his, he knocked Goliath out, Goliath fell down, then the rock sunk into his head, cut the man's head off, and was like, I, I said what I said. He said it to him before he even did it. He said, I'm going to cut your head, I'm going to kill you with this slingshot, I'm going to cut your head off with your own sword. And Goliath laughed at him. In the preparation process, there are going to be moments where you're going to have to remember what happened prior to. You're going to have to remember what happened prior to the moment that you're in when you are doubt when you are doubting because there might be a moment where you will doubt. Just don't. You're going to be like, man, God, did you really say what you said? But you got to go back to what He's done before in the preparation process because it's not going to happen in the timing that you're going to think it's going to happen. 
understand the rock has to the the slingshot has to be released the rock has to hit and you have to go forth into the next part of the destiny it's going to fall and what you what what he is working on in the heart posture the things that he's rooting up so you will not get trapped within the next season of the of the purpose and the destiny it will fall and you have and it will die and at the end of the day if it doesn't, you're gonna carry you're gonna carry something that's not that's going to kill you once you get to the level that of the vision that he showed you. It's gonna kill you once you get there. So you might as well you might as well want it to die in the preparation process. God, if you do not, if you huh, J Rebel, give him something. Give give him give him, give him a little word of wisdom for the for the end, for the nine-nine. Because what I'm saying is, I'm full. The story just got me together. So, God, just give me for the birds. Give me for the nine-nine. When you were saying, you know, there's stuff that has to die in order for you to receive. There is stuff that has to die. And those friends that you thought that was your friends, some of them, I'm sorry, you can't carry with you to the next level. I used to be hurt. I used to be so hurt when it would be people close to me and I would either get betrayed or something would happen. We would fall out and I would be so hurt. And I was just like, God, do you have me out here just like to be hurt? Like, is that what this is? Because I'm not with it. I'm not with it. I'm tired of being hurt. But I heard, I heard him saying I've been shown that, you know, some people you just cannot take with you. You can love them to death, but you can't move to the next level with them. They're not meant to be with you. So if you're losing friends, you're losing even family. Some people's families betray them. Some people's families like cut them off, you know. There's just a, it's a process. And you just have to trust the process. You have to trust process you can't bring everybody with you you can't bring an old mindset into a new season you can't do that either you can't bring old hearts into a new season you can't do that either they say that you can't put like new wine in an old wine bottle or something like that old wine skin old wine skin if you're gonna quote it, quote it. sorry I'm, it's I'm okay not. it's all right it's all right it's all right Brandon. i got you i got you Thank you, thank you, appreciate you. It's it's like, it's going, you're cultivating a new you in this process. So a lot of the old you just has to die in order for you to receive what God wants for you. Come on now. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it. Embrace the change. Come on now. It's going to hurt a little bit, okay? But at the end of the day, God would not bring you somewhere that, he knew you wouldn't flourish. You know? Come on now. He's bringing you somewhere where you can live abundantly and abundantly enough to help other people too. Come you on know? now. So that's all I got to say. That's on period. On period. Like, <laughs> that is what it, like, we don't have to say anything else, y'all. If we, if we had to say something else, I would have to say the last three points that we said that we would give you. Remember, be quiet, be obedient, and give room for change. The next three after that, if you give room for change, understand in the change, the authentic self will come. Who you are authentically will end up coming in the preparation 
allow things to die. Allow things to die. Allow, just allow, just let them go. Just, just be like, oh, you know what? It's cool. It's all right. Just allow some, some, some things to die. And then the last thing in the preparation phase is embrace your new. Embrace your new. Don't we like we talked about? We're y'all all. We we've been in a quarantine, y'all, and everybody's like, I I want things to go back to what they were. It's not. If you walk out the door the same, that means you really didn't understand the meaning, the reason why a full quarantine had to happen. Walk out the door and embrace the new. The new is what is going to be able to get you to the next. The new. The new gets you to the next. Mm -hmm. Not the same. The new is coming, regardless if you want it to come or not. So your choice is to go with the new or get left behind. Oh. oh. Go with the new or get left behind. Ah! (laughs) I'm playing a song on that, friend. Wait. We just go, we go, we go turn it up.